Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz reporting at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I am with Garrett Olin, Garrett, to get us started, can you share a little bit about yourself and your role at your organization? Sure. Thank you, Kate. Um, so I am the Chief Information Officer for Shasta Community Health Center. We're a federally qualified health center uh, located in Northern California in Redding. And um, I am new to the organization. I think this is like day 42 or something like that for me, but uh, uh, have been in healthcare for about eight years now and uh, have have worked in uh, multiple states, multiple organizations at this point, acute care and ambulatory care. Awesome. Well, thanks for the introduction. I'm excited to learn more. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what is exciting you the most? Exciting and scary at the same time, and I think we've heard it here a lot today, is, is uh, Gen AI. You know, it, it I think, has a lot of um, positive uses that, that uh, can be really effective, but at the same time, it poses, uh, you know, certain threats. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, and of course, you know, uh, just security in general excites me, making sure that obviously everything is uh, private and secure and, and that uh, no breaches occur. Yeah. How does someone <laughs> in your position um, manage that? <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Carefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, as far as the, the, the Gen AI side of things, um, you know, we, we have to do our diligence and take a look at, at all different aspects of, you know, where, where can it benefit us the most, uh, especially for the patients. We're very patient-centered, uh, patient-focused. Um, but, of course, uh, if it can benefit the staff at the same time, reduce their workload and, and burnout, uh, we would like to see that. So it's, you know, doing that diligence of, of where can it make the impact? What makes the most sense? Um, can we build a business case around it? And then does it meet the the other criteria of, you know, is it secure? Is it user-friendly? Well, will it either improve efficiencies, reduce costs or both and, and things like that? On the security side, it's it's really all about education. You know, we we don't uh, we do you know simulated phishing exercises like a lot of places, and it's not a, a punitive thing if if you get caught, right? Mm -hmm. It's an educational thing, and you know we we like to say that you know not only does it help the organization stay safe, but you can use it at home too because it's, they're just not targeting organizations, right? Mm -hmm. They target individuals as well. And building that trust and, and understanding with the staff, uh, the importance of it, and you know the the likelihood that if something happens, it's because of personnel, not anything else. Yeah, you know that that's where we focus on. Definitely, that leads me very well into my next question: of what are the top priorities um, at your organization regarding technology? What are you trying to solve with it? 
number one is is keeping everything secure. Obviously, um, the impact on an organization, just you know, financially, and then the impact on the patients uh, if we were to be breached, you know, ransomware, things like that, uh, potentially shutting down our services or uh, greatly reducing our services because of something like that uh, would be a huge impact to the community and obviously to the organization. So we're always looking at ways to uh, improve in that, that aspect. Mm -hmm. And then uh, again, just trying to find ways for uh, increasing patient access and patient engagement, you know, trying to provide the tools necessary so that the patients uh, have more control over over their health care, being engaged and and taking care of any chronic conditions they may have, and, and giving them the tools to uh, schedule themselves and provide communication with the provider, you know, pharmacies, things along those lines to get their medications as needed. So uh, those are, those are kind of the the big focuses right now. Yeah, that's been a really interesting theme that's popped up a little bit here of technology and the patient and that integration and making it smooth, making it efficient. So clearly see that that's going on at your organization as well. Yeah. And, you know, as, as technology uh, is more and more prevalent, obviously, uh, you know, and, and the younger generation growing up with it, they, they don't want to, you know, have to make a phone call. They don't want to have to, you know, hear whatever. They just want to get on their phone or, and get on an app schedule themselves when it's convenient for them, see the provider that they want to see and and be seen for whatever issues they may have uh, and get those treated. So, you know, and, and access to care is always a, a huge thing too. Uh, so, you know, we're also looking at ways, can we expand the, the hours that were open or uh, again, just, you know, reducing the wait time. Uh, uh, one thing that we're looking at in, in the very near future is a virtual wait list. So if somebody cancels an appointment because they can't make it, uh, our systems will automatically reach out to patients in order to see if they want to come in early. Interesting. That um, leads well to a next, another question, um, kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations? Five years from now, I, I think it has to be Gen AI or, or some potentially new technology at that point. But I think that that will have matured more and uh, we'll have a better handle and understanding on how we can use it, how we can keep it secure, the different places that it can fit. You know, I, I look at the enterprise, right? So um, there may be something that works today in a particular area, but will that vendor product work in across the enterprise, right? Yeah. Because I see the, the promise in, in every department. And uh, I think that's where five years from now, uh, as it matures, you'll, you'll have many more options to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is a piece of advice that you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? And again, I think it's, I don't think it's new advice. It's, it's just do your diligence. Yeah. You know, realize that, that you know, don't don't always get hooked on the shiny new toy. There may be options to to maybe not do a hundred percent of what you're looking for, but maybe you can do seventy percent of it at a much lower cost. It, it will give you some efficiencies, some benefits, while the other technologies mature and and, and can provide that maybe 
two years from now or something or three years from now, you know, we were looking at, at a particular product and, and it, it's looking like it's not going to be cost effective. Right. Yeah. But we're also looking at some alternatives that, that again, could get us that, you know, 70% mm-hmm. as a much lower cost and will still impact our patients for the positive um, and will impact our staff to the positive. Yeah. Bit of a, another off the list question. You were talking about, um, you know, security and education for providers and how that has a lot to do with the security. How, other than, you know, kind of like fishing exercises, stuff like that, how do you ensure that it's secure within? Yeah, so we we take kind of a Swiss cheese approach, if you will. Um, you know, we, we use multiple vendors and products because, you know, one vendor's product may have a hole that another vendor's product will close. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so although it may pass through one part, it won't go through the whole system and, and into, into our users. So uh, that's kind of the approach we take. Um, you know, again, I'm sure you've heard, right? It's, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we try to keep pushing that date back yeah. as far as we can. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think we do that well, with, again, through education, uh, making sure we're compliant with everything, you know, zero day patches if necessary, things like that. And we have a really good team that, that understands the, the nuances and, and uh, the sophistication of the bad actors out there. Um, and, you know, things to watch out for and make sure that we block or, or have defenses in place. Definitely. Would you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatic solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? So, you know, we, we use our systems to identify higher risk patients, right? Uh, based on their acuity, uh, chronic conditions, things along those lines. And tying that together with social drivers the patients may have. So we, we've used that data to, you know, generate a list of, of those patients that have a higher risk of, you know, becoming inpatient at a hospital due to their chronic conditions and lack of care because they're not engaged in, in their personal care, right? Uh, so we use that list and, and reach, do an outreach to those patients. Um, and we were successful in, in, in getting them more engaged. We had patients that hadn't seen providers for 10 years, potentially, uh, for their chronic conditions by meeting their social determinant needs first. You know, some of that was, uh, you know, you, you hear about transportation being an issue. We were able to find partners that were able to fix vehicles so that they had consistent transportation instead of just getting them like an Uber. Yeah. So having that uh, more reliable transportation, they were now more engaged to coming in to the clinic and getting their chronic conditions taken care of. Garrett, what are some rules or regulations that you would like to see be in place with healthcare AI or just other healthcare technology? So I think some of the rules and regulations, you know, we just need proper guardrails in place to, to keep the patient data secure and making sure that we have the ability to, to get to the data that we need to, to make proper analysis and, and put in proper programs that can address the, the patient needs for better outcomes uh, and, you know, whether it's 
developing heat maps and things like that of different chronic conditions so you can target services in particular areas and just you know the i guess the you know interoperability is a, is a huge thing and i think with gen ai and, and things like that being able to access the data across systems to to see that whole health uh, of a patient because uh, so today, you know, you, you have patients, and, and I'm a prime example of one that has, has lived in multiple places. And uh, you know, my current provider doesn't necessarily have a complete picture of my medical history uh, because I've I've been in multiple states and mm -hmm. across the country. Uh, you know, I can give my history, what the provider saw wherever I was. My provider today won't necessarily see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Is there anything else our listeners should know? So the other thing I think uh, maybe people sh should know or not necessarily know, but maybe my belief is that things I believe will get a lot better in healthcare. You know, we've heard how the, the U.S. healthcare system is uh, broken and in a lot of ways it is, but but I think we're on the right track and th I think we'll we'll get there. Well, that is a great positive note to end this on. Thank you again for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.